as we continue to go forward in our service, it's time to get to the word. So we'll be at Acts chapter 19 today. Acts chapter 19. We'll be in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. I pray that everyone's doing well. Iris, I pray that you're doing good. Jordan, I pray you're doing well. Jasmine and Jackson, I pray that you're doing well as well. I'm so grateful to see you, Sean and Pandora and Tynese. Um, I keep getting your, rank, your name wrong, Tynese, but I'm so grateful for you to um, for tuning in as well. Also, Sister Powell, Boo, I thank you from Norfolk for tuning in. And um, also, um, Sean, uh, who went to school with us, tuning in. Nay and Joshua, we're so grateful for you for tuning in as well and grateful for all of you all that is um, online, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, also our website. We are so grateful for you as well tuning in. As we continue to go forward, um, we will look at Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. We're in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. So in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, it says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke chapter 19, verse 10 says, for the Son of Man, William, for the Son of Man, Tanya, has come to seek and save that which was lost. On today, I would like to speak to you from the topic, the purpose of Jesus coming to earth. The purpose of Jesus for coming to earth. As we started out in the earlier part of this year, our theme for this year is growing people to reach the lost. And as I was on vacation, just meditating and studying, God has, through the Holy Spirit, has pushed me back to talk about growing people to reach the lost. As I looked at the news and all the trouble that we are facing, in our world, in our countries, in our states, in our cities, in our communities, and in our homes, we have to go out and share the gospel. I mean, it's to the point now where even I, when I see the tragic death of a six-year-old young girl being shot down who was playing on the streets of D.C. for the killers aiming at someone else and, and, and just shot this young girl for no reason. When I see that teenagers are, are killing their parents and, and people are not valuing life, when I see that, that husbands are, are beating on their wives and and wives are beating on a husband. When I see the sin factor that we see, all the wickedness that we are experiencing in our world and in our lives, even I 
have said people are gone crazy. I don't know about y'all. I don't know about you, Deacon Blue. I don't know about you, Deacon Allen. But I, 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 I often say that people have lost their mind. I, 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 I hear myself all the time saying, these people are, are crazy. But what God has continued to show me is that it's sin that affecting people. That is the wickedness of the of the enemy who's the, the head of the world, who is the leader of our atmosphere, as Ephesians lets us know. That, that we, we see that the wickedness, the wicked one is winning in this, this uh, spiritual battle that, that, that is going on in our lives. Although we know that God is, is great and he, and he holds all power and, and nothing can defeat him. But on the surface, it seems that the enemy is winning. It seems that the, the people are crazy, but, but really it's sin. And we as believers have to, have to see that and understand that the only antidote, the, 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 the only medicine that is going to work is, is that we, 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 we share the gospel to, to, to bring the gospel to the lo those who are lost. Here, God has given us many reasons why he came. His son came to, to earth. God has, throughout, his, throughout the Bible, has given us many reasons why he left his glorious abode to, to wrap himself up in flesh and, and to come down as a man. God has... Let us know what, 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 is, what is the purpose of Jesus Christ coming. Throughout scripture, there, there are many scriptures that, that, that identify and, and testify the purpose of Jesus coming here to earth. Just, just to name a few, John chapter 316 tells us that, that, that tells us that Jesus came to reveal God's love for the sinner. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He lets us know, he revealed to us the love that God has for sinners. God said, this is the purpose for Jesus Christ coming, so, he, so you may see the love that he has for us who are sinners. Also, John chapter 6, verse 28. He tells us, John chapter 6, uh, uh, verse 38, and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, 7, tells us that Jesus came to do the will of the Father. It lets us know that, that the purpose of Jesus coming was to be obedient to the Father, to do the will of the Father. So there are many purposes that the Bible has shown us why Jesus came here to earth. Also, John chapter 12, verse 46 tells us that Jesus came to bring light to the dark world. And as I stated earlier, if you're looking at this world, this world is dark. And Jesus came to bring light to darkness. As a matter of fact, the scripture said Jesus is the light. He's not a light. He is the light. He is the source of light. He is the essence of light. He is the light. And here... In this text, we find ourselves in this beautiful narrative and this encounter of Jesus 
and Zacchaeus. We find, find here in this text in, in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 9, this beautiful encounter of Jesus and Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And in this beautiful encounter, Jesus closed this encounter by revealing to us his purpose for coming here to earth. Oh, my God, this, this is so good. On your personal time, read through this, uh, through this narrative, read through this story. It's a wonderful story of, of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who, who, who found his way to Jesus, who, who was short in stature. And he was so short that he, he was afraid that he couldn't see Jesus because of the, the crowd. And he found a sycamore tree, and he, he climbed up in the sycamore tree. And when he got up in the sycamore tree, Jesus walked right up to the tree and named him by name and said, Come down, by, come down now because today I will stay with you at your house. And Zacchaeus rushed down, and he invited Jesus in. And when he got into the presence of Jesus, watch this, when he got into the presence of Jesus, immediately he confessed his sin. Immediately, immediately, immediately. He said, if I have taken anything that was more than what I should have taken, I will give it back fourfold. He said, if, if I did anything wrong, Jesus, I want to come to you and make it right. And then Jesus let him know that today salvation has come to his house. That today, because, because he has responded to Jesus Christ, today salvation has come to him. And then Jesus, at this last verse in verse 10 of uh, chapter 19, in this last verse, Jesus revealed to him his whole purpose. And this is great because what happens, because when we come to Jesus, we think we get there on our own. And Jesus wanted Zacchaeus to know that you didn't come on your own, that you came because I drilled you in. You came because I, I, I have pressed upon you. I have let the spirit come upon you that you may come to me. And he says, Zacchaeus, I want you to know, here it is. He said, here's my purpose. Jesus revealed his purpose for coming to earth. He said, I came, watch this. Seeking the lost. Jesus said, here's my purpose. Here's my purpose. Here's my purpose of coming. Here's my purpose of coming. My purpose of coming that I may seek those who are lost. See, see, I, I can't see your response and I, and I, and I, and I, uh, at this time, but I, but, I, but I want you to understand what Jesus said. Jesus says, here's my purpose of coming here to earth is that I may seek those who are lost. See, 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 for, for those who have surrendered their life to Jesus Christ, for those who know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, right there, you should have been celebrating because at one time you were lost. Matter of fact, Ephesians chapter 2 said we were dead in trespassing and sin, but Jesus made us alive through his death, burial, and resurrection. So if you saved, you should be clapping right now, but if you're not saved, you should be thanking God. Why? Because he came seeking after you. Watch this. He said, I came, I came. My purpose is to come seek the lost. Watch this. The word seek actually means to search after what pursue of diligence. My God. To, to, to search after what pursuit of diligence. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He came to seek you. He came searching for you in pursuit. And he was diligent about it. Mm -mm. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that God came searching after me. He said that he came to seek the law. So he came searching in pursuit diligently 
after the lost. Well, who is the lost? The lost is the ones that are perishing. The lost is the ones that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you under the sound of my voice and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, this message is for you. Jesus Christ came seeking after you. Every one of us who are believers, Jesus Christ came seeking after you and you responded to his coming. So now he's not seeking you anymore. Now you got to seek him because you already know him as your Lord and Savior. But for those who don't know him, he's seeking after you. Jesus Christ is seeking after you. He said, I came and I'm searching diligently for you. I'm in pursuit for you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is some good stuff. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. This, this, this is some good stuff. Watch this. He came seeking diligently for you. He came seeking for you. He came looking for you. He came searching for you. He came diligently pursuing you and looking for you. Watch this. For those who are unbelievers, he's looking for you. He, he's seeking you. He's searching you. He's searching after you. Jesus is diligently looking for you and searching for you. He's pursuing you. Jesus said that I'm seeking the lost. That I'm pursuing the lost. Jesus says I have a desire. I have a desire to find those who are lost. I'm pursuing those who are lost. Jesus said that I'm pursuing those who lost. Look, this wasn't a casual search. This wasn't a, a casual seeking. This was a seeking that was intentional. This was a deliberate search and seeking after those who are lost, those who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm not casually pursuing you. Jesus said, I'm digit, I'm, 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 he says that I'm, 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 I'm intentionally, I'm intentionally pursuing after you. Watch this. Have any of y'all ever lost anything in your house? Have you ever misplaced some things in your house? I'm talking about not just anything. I'm talking about some things that are valuable. Some things that are valuable. Some things that mean something to you. Some things that are, that, that are, that is costly. Watch this. When you, when, you, when you misplace something in the house or lose something in the house, you tear the whole house up looking for it. You tear the, you tear the entire house up looking for it. As a matter of fact, if it's too valuable, some of y'all will call in sick until you find it. You, you won't even go to work. You will go looking for it and searching for it and seeking after it. You pursuing it everything and you you even to the point where if it's real valuable you looking at places that you know you haven't even been there have anybody ever been there have anybody ever lost anything and and they seeking to find it and, and you tear the whole house up three days later your whole house is in shambles tore up because you looking for that valuable thing that you lost you even looking in places that you never even went in you looking under the kitchen sink and you know you ain't been in the, under the kitchen sink in weeks you up in the attic trying to find stuff. You know you ain't been up in the attic. But just by chance, you may have been up there. You don't remember. But you go up there and you go seeking after it. You go pursuing after it. That's the same thing Jesus said my purpose is, is that I'm pursuing those who are lost. Jesus said my purpose is to pursue you who are perishing. Jesus says I'm chasing after you. Jesus says here's my purpose. I came to pursue you. And guess what? There's no limitations where Jesus won't go to pursue you. 
That's good stuff. It's no limitations. It's no limitations where Jesus won't go. Because for some of us who are believers, we'll tell you our testimony of what Jesus found us at. Because some of y'all, Jesus found in a club. That's right. Jesus was working on your heart and you was in that club and you say, man, I got to get this thing up. Jesus is calling me. I got to go to Jesus. You ain't said like that, but it was similar like that. Jesus may found you in a crack house. You in a crack house smoking that crack or shooting that dope. And Jesus said, look, you, it's time for you to surrender your life to me. It's time for you to come to me. And you turned your life over to Jesus right there in the crack house or in the dope house. He may found you in jail. You, you sitting in jail for, for things you have done and you Jesus spoke to you and said it's time for you to surrender your life because he has been pursuing you. There's no limitations where Jesus won't go to find those who are lost, to seek those and pursue those who are lost. There's no limitation. And some of us here have some great testimony of what Jesus found us at. Oh, I'm so glad that Jesus came and found me. I'm so glad that Jesus came and pursued me that I may surrender my life to him. Is there anybody out there glad that Jesus Christ found them where they are, found them where they were? Some of you may have been in the bed with another man or in the bed with another woman. Some of you may have been in school. Some of you may have been in college. Some of you may have been at work, but wherever he found you, I'm celebrating that God came and found me, that he took me out, that he pursued me and I surrendered my life to him but for those who have not found him yet for those that he still penetrate your heart to bring you close to him he's seeking after you he's seeking after you Jesus said I came to seek those who are lost he said I came to seek those who are lost he's seeking after you he's seeking you he's seeking he he's coming after you he's trying to draw you in He's coming after you. And remember, remember, he even can find you here in church. Well, I know I ain't going to get no amen to that because there are a lot of unbelievers hiding in church. There are a lot of people in church hiding from Jesus Christ in church thinking that he ain't going to find you, but he's going to continue to seek after you, that he may draw you to him because he says, I'm seeking those who are lost. Jesus said, here's my purpose, that I'm seeking those who are lost. This is great because guess what? The narrative, Zacchaeus, in verse 1 and 2, seems to be seeking Jesus. Remember, in verse 1 and 2, let's look at it. In verse 1 and 2, let's look at it. Watch this. It said, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was. This is, this, this is amazing, because the scriptures make it seem that Zacchaeus was seeking after Jesus. Watch this, watch this. This, this, this is just going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind, and it's simple right here, because it makes it seem like Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus. But let me help you understand. It's so funny when people, uh, uh, Deacon Allen, say, I found the Lord. You ever heard anybody say that, uh, Deacon Blue? I found the Lord. You ain't find no Lord. The Lord was never lost. What happened? He was seeking after you, drawing you to him, that now you may search for him. So Zacchaeus, watch this. He wanted Zacchaeus to know that you wasn't coming looking for me. I was drawing you in. 
I and let the Holy Spirit press upon you, as 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says, to draw you in that you may come to surrender your life to me. You wasn't seeking after me, Zacchaeus. I was seeking after you. So that's why none of us who are believers can brag. That's why none of us can boast that we found the Lord, that we went and seeking for the Lord. Because the scripture says in Romans chapter uh, 13, I mean, chapter 113 or chapter 13, 1 tells us that none of us seek after the Lord, that none of us search after the Lord. Every time one of us surrender our life to him it's because he was seeking after us. It says that my purpose, my purpose is to come seek those who are lost. Jesus says, if you are a non-believer today, Jesus said, I'm coming looking for you. I'm pursuing you who are perishing. Those who don't have a relationship with me. Jesus said, I'm seeking you. I'm, seek I'm, I'm pursuing after you. And I'm doing so many things to draw you in. And there's so many ways that Jesus used to draw us in. It may be a sickness. It may be a death. It may be a, a, a certain event that, that happened in our life. It may be a, a sermon. It may be a song, the way what he used to draw you to surrender your life to him. But Jesus is seeking after you. Will you surrender to him? Will you surrender to Jesus Christ? Because he's seeking after you. Says so here's the purpose. Says my purpose is coming to seek those who lost. Then he gives us the second purpose, tied into the first purpose. He said, Not only I came to seek those who lost, he said, I came, watch this, to save those who are lost. Oh, that's worth clapping for. That's worth giving a glory, giving the Lord a hand clap of praise. He said, I came to save those for Lord. God is not only seeking after you with a purpose, but he's also coming to save. He says that I came to save those who are lost. Now, just imagine if Jesus was seeking after you, pursuing you, but had nothing for you to do. Just he just seeking you. And when he find you, oh, I got you. That's it. No, no, no. He says that I'm seeking after you that I may. Uh, uh, draw you into salvation that I may bring salvation to you. He said, I came seeking after you that you may be saved. Jesus Christ said, I came to bring salvation. This word save means to deliver. What has Jesus Christ come to deliver us from? Eternal condemnation. Jesus said, I came to deliver you from eternal condemnation. That's why I'm pursuing you. Jesus says that my desire is that all men be saved and grow in the knowledge of truth. Jesus said, I came that you may have eternal life and have life more abundantly. Jesus said, I came that you will no longer walk in darkness, but you will be a child of light. Jesus said, I came that you may be reconciled back to the Father. He said, I came that you may have everlasting life. Jesus says, here's my purpose. I came seeking you so I can bring salvation to you. Here it is. Do you want salvation? Jesus said, I did it for you. 
I came seeking after you. I made all the provisions for you to accept Jesus Christ, to accept me as your Lord and Savior. Jesus said, there's nothing you have to do. You don't even have to come after me. I'm coming after you. And Jesus is begging you to surrender your life to him. He's begging you. He's appealing to you. Please come and accept my salvation, accept my death, accept my burial, accept my resurrection. I shed my blood for your sins that you may be right with God, that you will no longer experience condemnation. Jesus said, I came to save you from your sin. Jesus said, I'm seeking you. But I'm saving. I'm coming to save you from your sin. Jesus said, will you accept my salvation? Will you accept the salvation of Jesus Christ? Jesus said, I came to, to save the lost. You got to understand the depraved state you were in. You got to understand how lost you are. That you have no fellowship with God. You sitting up there praying to God and you are an unbeliever. And God is not even hearing your prayers. He's not even answering your prayers because only prayer he's hearing and he's going to answer is the one that you confess that he is Lord. You think you have a relationship with God, but you don't because you have not surrendered your life to him. You think because you have a relationship with God because you come to church. You think you have a relationship with God because you read your Bible. But if you have not surrendered to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have no relationship. All you have is practice works. And works does not bring salvation. Your acceptance of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior brings salvation. And Jesus said, I came to save those who are lost. He said, I came to deliver those who were perishing. And my believers, you should be celebrating right now because you was perishing at one time. We were perishing at one time. We were so far away from God at one time, but because we surrendered our life to him, now we can now celebrate. And I want you who don't know Jesus Christ to celebrate like we can, that we know him as our Lord and Savior. We know him as a way maker. We know him as a prayer answer, that we know him as our Savior, that we know him because he has surrendered, that because we have surrendered our life to him as our Lord and Savior, and you can too. This salvation is open to everyone. Every single one of us have a right to salvation. And Jesus said, I came to save those who are perishing. Are you one of those who are perishing? What are those who are perishing? Meaning you have not placed your faith in Jesus Christ. Meaning, so if you die today, where you going? You going straight to hell and ultimately lake of fire because you refuse to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Saints, I need you praying. I need you praying, saints. I need you praying for those who are tuning in that they may come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that they may come today and realize that Jesus loved them as well, that Jesus loved you, and he died on the cross to shed his blood for your sins and my sins. And Jesus is seeking after you that you may have eternal life. 
First Timothy chapter 2, 4, Jesus, God says that I, I desire that all men be saved, that God's desire is that every one of us experience salvation, experience the deliverance that he had provided through his son, Jesus Christ, and today is your day. Today is your day. I don't know where you are spiritually, but it's time to stop playing, playing games. Will you surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Because he's seeking after you and he's seeking to save you from eternal condemnation. You are perishing. You are perishing. Will you accept him as your Lord and Savior? It's impossible to have life without Christ. You have natural life, but you will not have spiritual life or eternal life without Jesus Christ. And the Bible is clear. The Bible is so clear that Jesus gives his own testimony in John chapter 14. Jesus gives his own testimony. He says it like this, that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. Jesus gives his own testimony that he is the only means to salvation. And the only way you can get there is you have to surrender. So I put it in your court today. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to keep playing? Are you going to keep letting the devil hinder you from surrendering the light, surrendering your life to Jesus Christ? Are you going to let your status cause you to, to not to surrender to Jesus Christ? Are you going to let your popularity not cause you not to surrender to Jesus Christ? Are you going to let your desires and your wants to stop you from surrendering to Jesus Christ? Because he's seeking after you. He's seeking. You, he's pursuing you that he may bring salvation to you. Revelations 3, Jesus says, I'm knocking on the door. When you hear my voice, will you let me in? Today, Jesus is knocking on your door. Will you ignore it, ignore it, or will you answer it? Jesus laid out for us. He revealed to us his purpose. And his purpose for coming here to earth is to seek those who are perishing, to save those who are perishing. Today, if you are not a child of God, will you turn your life to Jesus? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We bless you, Lord God. I thank you for your word, Lord God. And I ask, Lord God, would you speak to the hearts who don't know you, Lord God. I ask that you draw them in. Lord God, seek them. Let them see that you're pursuing them, Lord God. To soften their hearts that they may surrender to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're going through. But today is your day. Is there anyone today who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior that want to surrender their life to him? Is there anyone today? Is there anyone? Are we looking? Are we looking? Is there anyone on the chat? Anyone on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Anyone on the website? Anyone?
who want to surrender their life to Jesus Christ. Today is your day. Today is your day. Because he's pursuing you. Will you let him in? Will you let him in? You've been playing church long enough. You've been watching us long enough. Will you surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Just put, I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Put it in the chat. If you can't chat with us, text us at 301-653-6219. 301-653-6219. If you want to email us, go to clintonbaptistchurch.org and at the bottom of the page on our website, you can send us an email and say, I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Leave your name and phone number so we can get back in touch with you. Is there one today? Is there one? God, work. Work, Lord God. Lord God, work, Lord God. Lord God, I'm asking you to move. Is there one? Is there one that want to surrender their life to Jesus Christ? It's time. This is your time. This is a great opportunity. You can know him as your Lord and Savior. But you can have life and have it more abundantly. He died on the cross for your sins. Lord God, speak. Work, Lord God. Is there any today? Is there any? Is there any? Do we see any? Is there any? It's time to surrender to you. It's time to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And if we have no one on our chat that is unbelievers, we got to do a better job. We got to invite people who are unbelievers to our service that we may uh, uh, share the gospel with them. Believers, we got to do a better job because our world is in chaos. And it's not because of they crazy. It's because they don't have Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. It's because they walking in darkness and not in light. And we got to do a better job than sharing the gospel. Is there any today? Is there any that want to surrender their life to Jesus Christ? Today is your day. Maybe everyone on here is already saved or content in going to hell. That's your choice because you have to make that choice. But they, today is a great opportunity. Is there one that want to join Clinton Baptist Church? Is there any today? If you would like to be a member of Clinton Baptist Church, just say, I want to be a member. Post it in a text. Post it in a chat to let us know you want to be a member. Or you can text us at 301-653-6219. That's 301-653-6219. Or you can email us at clintonbaptistchurch.org. Go to the bottom of our website and send us an email and say, I want to be a member of Clinton Baptist Church. But today is the day. Salvation is open to you. Membership is open to you. What you going to do? You've been hanging around church, but you're not a member. The scripture calls for us to join a local church. And today is a great opportunity for you to be a part of a local church. And if you're still waiting to see what God's going to do, and your eyes must not be open because God is doing some awesome things here, Clinton. God is doing some miraculous things. If you're one of those ones who's looking for signs and wonders, you missed them. Because the signs and wonders have already been done. God has done some, some magnificent things here at Clinton Baptist Church and still is. 
Will you surrender to him as your Lord and Savior? Will you join a local church? We are here. Here it is. You got to make a decision. Maybe you've been living a life as a believer already. And you already saved and you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, but you haven't been living like it. You've been doing what you want to do. You've been disobedient. Not really walking in the will of God. Not obedient. Remember, we are called to be obedient to the spirit. We are called to walk in the spirit and you realize I'm not walking in the spirit. You realize I've been listening to some things that I shouldn't have been listening to. I've been looking at some things that I shouldn't have been looking at. You realize that you've been saying some things out of your mouth that you shouldn't have been saying. That you've been in some activity that you shouldn't have been active. You realize that you have drifted far away from God. And now is a great opportunity to repent. Here's a great opportunity. I'm calling those to repent. Wherever you are, wherever you are in your house, wherever you are in your car, wherever you are, just pull over. Right now, just pull over and focus. Whatever you're doing right now, just focus. Because if you are one of the ones that would want to repent, we're going to come, we're going to come right here and we're going to pray. And guess what? I'm your pastor and I'm standing right here before you because there's some things that I shouldn't have been doing that I'm into. And I come and I repent before God. So I'm here with you. I'm here with you. So it's time to get right before God because God is calling us to be obedient people. God is not calling us to be church members. He calling us to be obedient Christians. And today, let us pray. Father God, we pray. I come to you on, my, on behalf of myself and those who are under the sound of my voice that you forgive us for our sins. Lord God, we rededicate our life to you from the things we watching, from the things we listening to, from the things we saying, from the things that we're doing. Lord God, our sin practice have taken a hold on us. So we come today and repent and ask for forgiveness. We turn away from our sin that we may walk towards you. Lord God, because your scripture says clearly that you're looking for obedient servants, that you want you calling us to be obedient. You told us in the scripture from the New Testament to the Old Testament, be holy because thou art holy. So Lord God, let us be holy, that we walk in the spirit and not in the carnal. That we walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. So, Lord God, we turn around to you. It's the habits that we have that are uncontrollable, Lord God. We ask that you take the taste out of our soul. You take the taste out of our being for those habits. Lord God, it's the lifestyle that we have, that we live in. We ask that you remove it. If it's some friends or family that we need to draw away from, Lord God, we ask that you draw us away. But whatever it is that's causing us to be disobedient to you, we come and we repent and we turn back to you. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.